I'm receiving this onslaught from church, society, friends, family, and even little-known acquaintances. Can you imagine walking into an office and after transacting your business, somebody tells you, I have known you since you were a girl. Now you are a woman. What are you thinking about your life? Why aren't you married? If you cannot get married, then get a child. Time is not on your side. Or when everything you do, whether good or bad, is reduced by you not having a man. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Evolve Podcast. My name is Pastor Wa. Uh, I am a career pastor for over 20 years, church planting in the different capital cities of Africa. I've been on a journey to discover why the face of Christianity is changing, specifically why there's a huge number of middle-class, educated young Africans who are wrestling and grappling with issues of their faith. Some of them are leaving the church and not coming back, uh, and surprisingly, they are happier doing so. These conversations are difficult they are hard to wrestle with, but I'm up to it. And I'm interested in getting to the root and to understand what's happening. The matter of questions are of importance to me and significance to me. When we consistently ask the right questions, then we have a better conversation. We have greater answers and we get insight into things we've not learned before. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast and share your faith journey, where you are, whether you are in the faith, where you're leaving the faith or you've left the faith, or whether you've become more committed in your life of faith, please let us know. Uh, our contacts are pastorwa at hotmail.com. That is P-A-S-T-O-R-W-A at hotmail.com. I will be glad to reach out to you. My co-host is Sami Moredi, and he will be joining us on our subsequent podcast episodes. One of the main issues of difficulty is the issue of relationships. There are many older single women who uh, have lived their lives consistently with the teachings of their faith, who most of them have lived a life of sexual purity, abstained from any relations, uh, sexual or otherwise, or even just uh, relationships, uh, to pursue a life of godliness and to pursue a life of commitment to faith. The expectation out of this is that they will have a godly family, a great family. One of the big promises that's made uh, to people living a life of faith is that if you will do things as God wants you to do them or as the scriptures teach, you will have a happy and a successful family. There are questions, however, that come up as the number of older, successful, single Christian women continues to grow. And the questions they ask is, what happens to me? Uh, I cannot meet a man who will settle down with me. I cannot seem to attract someone who's going to commit to me. Or the men I attract are married. Or the men that I attract are only interested in sleeping with me. And that's all. What do I do? This gets compounded as most women grow older. So some of them resort to prayers. Some of them see men of God. In fact, a couple of years ago, we had a man, uh, a pastor actually, a Nigerian pastor, uh, had to be a Nigerian, who came into town. And his entire ministry is finding people husbands, finding people's spouses and so he has these massive conferences and he teaches and he prays and breaks bondages and so on and so forth so that people can find uh, their spouses she will have marriage proposals before end of today before this program finish we'll have at least five persons will have marriage proposals Some will meet their spouses. Uh, what some will receive calls from people who are supposed to be sleeping now. 
<laughs> Something will wake them up. <laughs> Something. Based on the authority bestowed upon me, any power that has hindered anyone from getting married here, I make such power powerless in Jesus' name. And there are, it's a mixed bag. doesn't seem to give the results that people are looking for, which is a successful marriage, a successful relationship. The other interesting thing is even those who end up getting married or ending up in relationships as Christians, some discover that, oh, well, what they thought was godly, if it's a man, a godly man who leads their family, loves them, protects them, keeps his vows, uh, that that man is not quite what they thought. The blueprint that has been presented is not what that man is. One of the difficult things I've heard personally is from young single women who have come up to me and they've said, Pastor, I need to know why doesn't God love me? Why doesn't God answer my prayers? Why doesn't God send me the man that I have prayed for? I have done everything as required and here I am. I'm getting older. I need to start a family. I would like to start a family. The only men I am seeing are non-Christians and apparently it seems like it's expressly forbidden for me to even dare go to lunch with a non-Christian man. And as they get older, this becomes such a difficult issue to navigate. A couple of weeks ago, I got a letter from um, someone, a lady who has been following my journey and began to follow the journey of the Evolve podcast. And she's reached a sort of a crisis point in her life right now. And it centers around this relationship. She's a Christian girl who's loved Jesus and followed God all her life and done the right things. But she's she's just gone to a place where she's tired. She's like, I, I honestly, I'm in a difficult, difficult place. But she wrote this uh, letter, which she, she titles it, Controversial Letter to God. In this letter, she begins to pour out her sense of pain, her sense of frustration, her sense of difficulty with wrestling with this whole issue of being single as a Christian woman, the disappointment, the anguish, the loneliness, sense of defeat, the sense of hopelessness. And I have a sense that her letter to God represents many, many single women who are asking the same thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you Miss Cabindio, who wrote this letter to God. It's going to be read to us. I have a special guest on the show today who's going to read this. She's beautiful and she's smiling. Her name is Alexa Maya and uh, she's my one and only daughter and she's going to read the letter. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Are you excited to be on the show? Yes, I really, really am actually. Yeah. 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 Um, What did you think when I asked you to come on the show? I was like, wait, is this set up? What's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. I'm glad you came to work with Dad today. Yes. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Dear God, Today I have decided to write a letter to you. I feel it is the best way I can express myself since you gave me this gift of writing. I want to talk to you openly about this issue I am about to write. I want to pour out my heart, my hurt, and my disappointment. I have grown up in a Christian home. I have grown up in church. Church is where I found belonging and community. From an early age, my parents taught me about salvation 
prayer, fasting, giving, fellowship, service to God, and the whole nine yards concerning Christianity. I was told that if I follow a certain path that the church and the Bible taught me, my future would be assured that I would end up with anything I prayed and trusted you for. Of course, if what I wanted is or was according to your will, I was told, I drew comfort that I have a loving God, a father who is concerned about my life, my future. I was told to walk by faith and you would supply all my needs. I was told to believe in my heart for what I was praying for. I was told to make confessions with my lips. I was told to not doubt and I would receive what I was praying and trusting you for. I did all that faithfully. I prayed faithfully. I attended church faithfully. I fasted faithfully. I made confessions faithfully. I held on to faith. I was told God's time is the best. My miracle is at the corner. Just wait a little longer. My morning will come. Joy comes in the morning and many other statements. Right now, I do not feel the comfort, belonging, or community of church. I no longer harbor the pure thoughts I had about keeping faith and making confessions. You know that I still pray to you, but not as much as I used to. I still go to church, but not as frequent as I used to. I am afraid that my worship has been heavily affected. I am asking myself, where did the disconnect start from? Did I fail? Did you fail? Did the church fail? I am told that you never fail. Therefore, I must have failed or the church failed. For a while now, I have been under a lot of pressure from the society and from myself to have a family. I'm receiving this onslaught from church, society, friends, family, and even little-known acquaintances. Can you imagine walking into an office and after transacting your business, somebody tells you, I have known you since you were a girl. Now you are a woman. What are you thinking about your life? Why aren't you married? If you cannot get married, then get a child. Time is not on your side. Or when everything you do, whether good or bad, is reduced by you not having a man. My whole life has been summarized through the lenses of not having a man's last name. Dear God, these are just a few examples. There are many more. I have been insulted and ridiculed on account of this. It gets worse when you feel that the same thoughts are harbored by close family members. When you are told, Just get married. So now, the push to get married, even if it is to anyone, just get married. Have I become unwanted just because I'm not married? Can't I be celebrated for other things? People will tell me not to let what other people think get to me. That I should rise above society's expectations. What if the dissatisfaction is from within? What next? How do I rise above it? How did I get to where I am right now? I do not know. How did all the single women in church get to where they are right now? Of course, we have been told we are too choosy. We are too spiritual. We have an attitude. We are too strict. We are too uptight. We should smile more. We should be more welcoming. We should lose weight. We should involve ourselves in church activities more in order to be seen. We should pray more, fast more, 
blah, blah, blah. The church has taught single women to only consider and look in the direction of saved men and born again men. But how many are they in church compared to the women? How many How many are there in the society? That aside, why can't a Pentecostal get married to a Catholic or an SDA? When the church father narrows the places and the spaces where church girls are supposed to get married to, what are they expecting to happen? What is the miracle you ask me to wait for? Are we so much disconnected from the reality on the ground? Are we expecting showers of born-again men from heaven? That aside, how about not getting married or getting married to a divorcee? Dear God, did you expressly forbid that? If so, what are the single women and men supposed to do when they divorce at an early age? Wait for 40 years or more until their estranged spouses die before getting married? I am told that serving God requires sacrifice. This is one of the sacrifices. Really, God? Is it? What if you have not called me to singlehood? How am I supposed to live the rest of my life? Do you know what else I have been made to go through? When it seems like I am delaying in making progress in this particular area in my life, I was made to think and feel that I was the one with the problem. To remedy that, I have gone through the hands of several men of God for several deliverances to rebuke this demon to cut links with this and that to disconnect me from this and that dear god i'm tired and i'm done i have never known how much my inner dissatisfaction could affect me and everything around me i held on and i held on i am not able to hold on any longer i have reached the end of my tether i am afraid that i may be beyond saving it's a scary place to be but i need to move on i need to say i tried something else and failed i need to face the consequences consequences of my actions. I hope you understand. I hope in your judgment you will remember mercy. What a beautiful piece of writing and what a painful piece of writing. Thank you, Ms. Kibindio, for sharing your letter with us and your prayers. I think the questions that she asked are legit. They're questions that a huge number of uh, single women are asking themselves in the church. What do I do now? Must I marry someone from the same denomination? Must I marry a Christian? Where are they? Where are the men? Um, statistically, there are, I think, three women to one man in a church. Um, I'm not quite sure what the numbers are, but that's one of the um, figures that has been given. Uh, most women in church who are single and getting older, and we know that as women get older, that their chances of meeting a potential spouse greatly diminish. And I think it becomes even more difficult when when God then becomes the focus of this frustration, like, okay, God, you promised, or at least I was told that this is your promise to give me a family, to, to give me a spouse. But now here I am, I'm stuck. What should I do? You know, here's someone who uh, may not be a believer like me or might not believe the way I do. Uh, what do I do with them? And for the most part, it's, yeah, go for a deliverance. There's something that's blocking your, your marriage or your spouse or your family. I, I don't know. You, there's always something. And it seems, you know, Ms. Cabindio says it, and she says, I, I, you know, it seems like I am the one who's at fault, yet I have done everything I know how to do. Why do I not have a family? Um, and she asked some point, poignant questions, I think, that most people are grappling with. What should I do? Should I, should I just go ahead and get a child? And this actually is a big, is a big question that, you know, some women ask themselves. 
I will, hey, look, I'm getting older. Menopause is sure it's going to show up in a couple of years. What do I do? Do I get a child? Do I adopt a child? But I want my own. Do I find a, a sperm donor to get me a child? What do I do? What, you know, do I end up with some form of arrangement that allows me to have some form of family? I don't know what it is. But I do know for a fact that a lot of the answers that people are getting um, are just not cutting it. They're not working for single women. We have to agree they're not working. And when we do, I think we can move forward. And part of it is also because, you know, marriage is it presented like, you know, you're incomplete unless you're, um, unless you're married. And a lot of times it's men, it's pastors who are men who are constantly sending out this message. There's something that's wrong with you. So I do not know. I am not a woman. Uh, I, do not, I do not know what it feels like. Um, to be a single woman. I have been a pastor uh, and I have led single women and it is true. You know, I've prayed and a lot of women have wept and they've, they've said, you know, I can't believe that um, I did everything that I knew to do or at least God asked me to do. And now, to be honest, I feel shortchanged and the answers I'm getting towards my dilemma do not cut it. So either it's either God doesn't want to help me or he doesn't care or he doesn't exist or whatever. But this is where I've gotten to. So I don't know. I do not know what your experience is. I do not know what the experience of you as a single woman. If you're a single woman, an older single woman listening, uh, if you can relate to Ms. Cabindio's uh, letter and what she's gone through, um, I, I do not know what your story is. If you'd like to share your story, uh, you can always email me. Um, here at Evolve at, at Pastawa uh, at hotmail.com as well. Well, that's it for today. If you if you would like to reach out to us, if you'd like to communicate, those are our contact details. You can always follow uh, follow us on, on uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, and on Instagram. The handle is Evolve Radio Podcast. You can always catch up on the next episodes that are coming and let us know. Uh, reach out to us if the podcast is helping and, and what you're drawing from it. Well, thank you, Alexa, for coming to the show. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah? Yes. Did you enjoy yourself? Yes, I did, definitely. All right. All right. Well, everybody, let's appreciate Alexa. Thank you for coming, Alexa. We're very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, it's uh, goodbye from us. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye.